What is up, brothers and sisters? Welcome to the Mitch Gray Show. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Season three of the Mitch Gray Show. I've actually been doing a podcast for about five years now, uh, maybe almost six. And this is season three of the Mitch Gray Show. We had a podcast before this one um, that was a little bit different, totally inspirational, really good show. And then we switched. We wanted to make something different. So it's season three. I can't believe it that we're on um, year three of this specific show. So we're live on Facebook. Uh, for those of you listening to the podcast, if you want to follow us on social media, make sure you do so, M. Gray Media. And we go live on Facebook every time we do the show. So you can actually watch us there. Um, it's up on YouTube after the show when it's published. The video is on YouTube and the... Um, just the uh, audio is on YouTube as well. So make sure you go subscribe. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Spread the word for us. Um, this, this season, in season three of the Mitch Gray Show, we are shifting our thought and our material to be more business-oriented. I love business. I love the idea of business. I love having employees. I love developing people. I love hiring people. I love all of the stuff that comes with business except accounting. I'm not an accountant by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but I love dealing with people, with customers, clients, guests. I just love all of that stuff. And so I have over two decades of business experience. I've had the pleasure of working for a couple of uh, small Fortune 500 companies. I've had the pleasure of uh, being involved and learning under some great leaders. I've had the pleasure of leading some really cool people. And so I just want to take that knowledge and give it to you. We will also have a lot of guests on the show this season. Um, last week, we tried to have a guest on the show. And for some reason, our audio messed up. So if you actually go back and watch it on Facebook Live, I think all you hear is me. And we're trying to remedy that situation. And if we can't actually get it remedied on our end for that show um, we had a great guest, Dania AOC, on, and um, we'll have her back on the show if we can't get the sound and the audio fixed on that one. So, But here we are, Season 3, The Mitch Gray Show, so let's rock and roll. Tonight, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about the idea that when I visit with a lot of business owners, CEOs, managers, leaders, it's almost like the, the, the major complaint I hear is, Mitch, we can't find or keep great people. I hear it all the time. In fact, I had a coaching session today where I was being coached on, on some things. And I mentioned that to my coach. I said, that's the number one complaint I hear from business owners is that we can't find or keep great people. So when we find a problem, when we run into a problem in life, we have to back up and look at the whole picture to come up with a solution. So that scenario, Mitch, I can't find or keep great people. I, people keep quitting on me or I keep having to fire people or I just can't get the people that I want. We have to ask ourselves a few questions. Why, are they, why can we not find great people? Like, is there a shortage of really good people in the world? Some people would say yes. I've literally had people tell me, Mitch, this younger generation, I can't find good workers. Okay, well, first of all, that's a myth. There's always good, hard workers in the world. But we have to ask that question, right? Is there a shortage of great workers? 
Am I not hiring the right people? Like, am I not looking for the right people? Do I not have the specific type of person or training or knowledge or idealism before I hire? What are these people bringing to the table? Like, like am I not matching up the person with the responsibility that they will have at work? And so we have to ask all of these questions of ourselves as leaders, managers, CEOs to help come up with a solution of why we can't find great people. And if you're listening to this or watching this and you are one of those managers, CEOs, business owners, I'm sure you're probably already running through your head the problems that you have faced when it comes to all of what we're talking about. You go through person after person. You go through worker after worker. You hire someone and you train them and then they quit six weeks later. Or you hire someone and you train them and the whole time you're thinking, I've made a mistake. I don't know what I did. Or you hire someone and you train them and then your team starts telling you, this isn't going to work out. All of those are great pieces of information that you need to know, but you can't continue repeating the same mistakes. You are the business owner, you are the CEO, you are the one where the buck stops and the buck starts. It's your responsibility. So here's some things to think about. What made you hire that person in the first place? Like when you were interviewing them, what stuck out so much in your mind that you thought, I'm going to invest thousands of dollars in this person to bring them on to represent my company? Because everyone you hire is representing the idea or the visual or the, or the dream that you have for your company, for your business, for your goals. Every single person you hire is representing that. So what made you hire that person? What about their personality? What about their experience? What about their knowledge made you say, that's the person that I need to help my company be successful? And only you can answer that question. Um, there has to be something. When you interview someone and you hire them, there has to be something that made you go, I want that person representing me. Identify that specifically, write it down. And the reason you want to write that down and identify it is because over time, when you find successful people, you want to hire more successful people. No one wants to hire people that aren't successful. And so write down the traits that you looked at and said, yes, that helped me identify someone that will be impactful for my company. So we're talking about why can't we find great people to work for us, to represent our company. And when we do find great people, why are they not staying? When I talk to business owners of any size, mom and pop shops, Fortune 500 companies, small local businesses, they all identify the problem of either not being able to find great people or not being able to keep great people. And so we wanna identify the solution. And here's where that responsibility lies. Now. Before I say where the responsibility lies, I want you to know it's both kind of devastating, but also very empowering. The responsibility of finding and keeping great people lies solely and individually on you. 
as the business owner, as the CEO, as the manager. You may be CEO or business owner and you've hired someone to hire people, okay? But you're still in control of who the hiring manager is hiring. The only responsibility, the sole responsibility of hiring, hiring, finding, and keeping great people lies on you. It's both devastating, but it's both empowering because you can control who you hire. And hiring, interviewing is an art form. It's not something that just happens. One of the craziest things, and before I had left um, kind of the larger companies that I ever worked for, the hiring and interviewing process had not gone electronic yet. Um, in fact, one of the companies I worked with, we made kind of a cultural commitment that anyone who filled out an application deserved an interview. And I ran one of the smaller stores in the company. I still averaged five interviews a day, five to six days a week for five years. Do the math on that. I averaged five interviews a day for five to six years, for five to six days a week for five years. I did a ton of interviewing. Sometimes the interviews were 30 seconds. Sometimes the interviews were 30 minutes. Most of the time, the interviews didn't lead to anything. Sometimes the interviews led to something. The point with that is where I think we've missed it with technology is we've taken away the flesh and blood experience. Because I can't, if, if I'm just looking at a resume on Indeed or something like that, I'm not sitting across from the person, from the flesh and blood, from the experience, from the eye contact. I'm missing all of that. And I think what's happened is because of technology, interviewers, business owners, CEOs have actually gotten worse at identifying what we used to call diamonds in the rough. Because really what's happening when I talk to companies in the last five to 10 years is they're allowing some electronic algorithm to tell them who to interview and who not to interview. I think it's a major mistake and I get why they're doing it. They're streamlining. They're lessening their budget and their cost of having to interview and hire. But I think when you take away that flesh and blood, you miss major opportunity to hone your skills as an interviewer and to really identify the type of person you want representing your company. So why are they not staying? Why are you having a hard time hiring? Why are you having a hard time finding great people to represent your company? I'm going to give you three things because there is a solution to this problem. I promise you can get to the point that 95% of the time you can hit it when it comes to hiring people. I promise you can do it, but it takes time and it takes effort and it takes a specific process. So for those of you that are CEOs, managers, business owners, I'm going to give you some magic today. I'm going to give you three easy to implement steps right now that will shift your issues of why aren't they staying to they're never going to quit. You know what I mean, right? Like it's like if you have a team of five or more people, you hear the whispers, right? Like so-and-so is about to quit and you're going, why are they quitting? We just hired them. I'm going to give you three easy to implement steps right now. Let's not do it now because hopefully you're not at work tomorrow that you can use to start shifting your culture when it comes to hiring 
and keeping great people. So get ready, write this down, take notes later, whatever you have to do, I promise you this will work. Number one, when you start interviewing, when you start looking to rebuild your team or build your team, when you start looking to replace people, number one, focus on developing a culture of empowerment and honor. Focus on developing a culture of empowerment and honor. People don't just want minimum wage jobs. For decades now, the data tells us through a variety of studies that the reason people stay at a job is not because of money. Now, that doesn't mean you take advantage of them. But money is always so far down the line. Do you want to know some of the higher and more, more top-rated reasons people stay at a job? Number one is usually some form of happiness. It's always some form of happiness. People want to work in an environment that they enjoy going to. So if your team ever tells you or gives you feedback that, hey, this isn't the most fun place to work, Listen to that. Don't get mad. Don't get defensive. Don't get frustrated, but listen to what your team is telling you. People want to be a part of a company that has a larger vision and they want to play an important role in that vision. I want to tell you a little story of when I was working for one of these companies I mentioned earlier. I was with that company about five, six months. And within five to six months, they started looking at me to manage one of their stores. So I went from just a salesperson. I was never even an assistant manager. And they moved me to manage one of their, one of their stores. And I came back later and asked my district manager, I said, what, what made you move me into a position of management after six months? And he said, do you really want to know? And I said, yes. And he goes, one day on a busy day, there was a piece of trash on the floor in our store. And so many people, all of my assistant managers, they looked at that piece of trash and walked right by it because they were, quote, too busy to stop and pick it up. You were helping three or four guests. We were crazy busy. And you walked by that piece of paper and you stopped and you picked it up and threw it away. And he said, Mitch, I knew right then you would be a successful manager. The point of that story in this uh, scenario is people want to do little things that will become a part of the larger vision, and they want to be valued for the little things. If you have a person that works for you that cleans your office space or your store, that cleaning person wants to know that when they come in and clean at night, they are providing value to what's happening during the daytime. They don't want to be treated as just a cleaning person. They don't want to be treated as just the person that takes out the trash. They want deep down in their human DNA to know that when I sweep, when I mop, when I vacuum, when I take out the trash, that I'm providing value to the larger vision. That is called satisfaction. And people want to work at a place that they can have fun, that they can have joy, and that they can have satisfaction. So as a business owner, as a CEO, as a manager, if you're having a hard time keeping people, if you're having a hard time finding really good people, 
step back and ask yourself, have I created a culture of empowerment and of honor? Every single day, do I go to every one of my teammates, my employees, and say, thank you? Do I honor them? Because again, the reason people stay at a job is not because of money. The reason people stay at a job is because they can enjoy it and because they have value and because they know they are honored. So think about that. Take, take time to reflect on how am I showing honor and gratitude? How am I giving opportunity to people to advance? Am I giving them hope? Brothers and sisters who run businesses, if you will do that, it will totally transform your business. People will call in less sick. Call in sick less. That's the way I should have said it. People will be late less. And people will feel honored that they get to work for you and represent your company. So the first thing you can do to get people to stay, the first thing you can do to hire great people is to focus on developing a culture of empowerment and honor. Number two, the next thing you can do to keep great people and to hire great people and to develop great people is to define the role of each teammate from day one. The mistake that I made as a young manager at 21, 22 years old, and the mistake that I see so many business owners make and managers make is they have no clear definition of what everyone is doing. I experience this so often personally and from other people is that I should be able to walk into your business and ask every single one of your workers, whether it's the cleaning person or the part-time salesperson or, or your uh, CEO or manager or assistant manager, I should be able to ask them, give me not only your role, but everyone else's role and responsibility. And they should be able to, I mean, just nail it every single time. There should be no ifs, ands, or buts. Your uh, expectations and roles should be so well-defined that every single person in your company knows how they function, when they function, where they function, no questions asked. And if I ask that of your people and there's no clarity, clarity, lack of clarity leads to confusion and confusion leads to people quitting. Let me ask you, do you want to work in a place where you're constantly confused? So many times I hear employees say, they got mad at me for something that's not even my responsibility. That's bad leadership. So many times I hear employees say, well, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do. That's bad leadership. That's not on the employee. Most of the time, 90% of the time, that's not on the employee. Very rarely will you hire a lazy employee. If you're a good hirer, if you're good at hiring, you will rarely hire a lazy employee. So when someone can't give you clarity, what that is, is that's actually a reflection of leadership because I could probably go to leadership and leadership doesn't even know what's going on. So from day one, you have to define the role of each teammate. You have to give them clear responsibility and clear expectation. And when you do that, people will actually perform better than they even expected. Because remember our first point, that you're offering a culture of empowerment and of honor. And with empowerment and honor, the supporting foundation of empowerment and honor is actually clarity. Clarity and responsibility, clarity and expectation, and clarity and functioning and roles. And every single person on your team has to know what the other person and themselves is responsible for because that lends to accountability. And by nature, we want to be held accountable in a positive way, not in a demeaning or berating way. 
Number three, why aren't they staying? How can I keep great people? Here's the third thing to implement tomorrow when you go to work. Walk in transparency as a leader. Walk in transparency as a leader. So many times when I talk to business owners, CEOs, even pastors of churches, and I start asking all of these tough questions, it's easy for us to start playing the blame game, right? Well, I've not been able to find good people. I just can't develop. People just don't want to work hard these days. I don't know where to hire good people. Why are people always quitting? Business has been slow. I don't know what to do. That's the blame game. And I have a response for every single one of those. Why? Because when we learn to walk in transparency, when we learn to actually look in the mirror and listen to the reflection, not just watch the reflection, we actually start identifying internal problems that are manifesting themselves outwardly. I just can't find good people these days. You're probably a bad interviewer and hirer or you're not looking in the right places, or you don't have clear responsibilities and duties and expectations. I could go down the list to identify what's happening to cause you to feel like you can't find great people. You do find good people and they quit every six months. Again, you probably don't have clarity of expectations and roles. Again, people probably didn't know on the front side what they were getting into. From day one, they were probably confused. You probably don't have a culture of empowerment and honor. If your people are quitting every six months, I will go to them and ask, why are you quitting? And they'll probably tell me I was confused. I didn't feel honored. I didn't feel empowered. I can almost guarantee you every single time one of those three will be identified as an issue. The other one that's often identified is they didn't feel like they had an opportunity to advance, to make more money to move up in the job. They felt like they were hopeless. A culture of empowerment and honor always gives people hope. So walk in transparency as a leader. Ask your leadership team, ask your employees, what could I do better as a leader? Ask them what they think you can improve on. Don't be afraid. It's okay. It's okay to ask for feedback. And if you haven't been a great leader the first couple of times, you're probably going to get slapped in the face. And that's okay because that's a, that's the seed you planted. You planted a negative energy and so you're going to receive a negative energy. So the quickest way to get through a negative energy is to start planting positive seeds. And that starts with transparency. What could I do better as a business owner? What would you all like to do better? What would you all like to see improved? How can I help empower you? I guarantee you, brothers and sisters, if you ask your team how you can help empower them, they'll probably be speechless at first, but after they get used to it, it will change everything. And within the next six months to a year, you'll notice I've got better people. I've got stronger workers. I've got more productivity happening and my people are happy. And you know what that does to you as a business owner? as a CEO, as a manager, answering to other business owners, you know what it does to you when you can actually report back and say, my people love coming to work and that increases sales and that increases productivity and that increases culture and that increases in the spiritual DNA of humans that we enjoy what we're doing. But you know what it does for you? Your stress level will go down so much. You'll get less, fewer and fewer calls at night 
they will be empowered to make decisions and to do things and to impact the dream of your work and your company and your business. Brothers and sisters, that's called ownership. And when you can get your team to start taking ownership of their behavior, of their actions, of their activity, it changes everything. And your culture will be the culture of dreams. So number one, focus on developing a culture of empowerment and honor. Number two, define the role of each teammate from day one. Clarity is key. And number three, walk in transparency as a leader. So if you're listening to this or watching us on Facebook or YouTube and you're a business leader and you're having these problems, I would love to hear about them. Let's have some dialogue. Let me help you get over the barriers of why you can't keep great people because it really sucks to go home at night and ask yourself, why are they not staying? Because the real answer, my friends, is looking you right back in the mirror. The great thing is you can do something about it. So let's do it. Let's do it. Start tomorrow. Take those steps and implement them tomorrow. If you have any questions, DM me. Let's talk about this. Let's get your business on the right track. Hey, brothers and sisters, season three of the Mitch Gray Show has started and it is going to be fire. We've got some great guests lined up. We're going to talk about things we've never talked about before and we want to hear from you. So make sure you subscribe to the show. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure you like us on social media at MGray Media. That's M-G-R-A-Y Media. And I'm done for the day. So I hope you have a great day or evening or whenever you're listening to this. A lot of people tell me they listen when they drive. So I hope you have a great drive if you're doing that. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. We'll be back next week with another episode of The Mitch Grace Show. Have a great day, friends.